Hello, and you're listening to the Carers Link What's On podcast. I'm John, and I'm your host. And joining me, as usual, is my co-host, Katie. And we're at episode 26, Katie. Uh, have you recovered from last week? I'm not sure that I have, John. And if any listeners haven't listened to it, um, we did wonder if we needed to put a some kind of explicit grading on it to warn you off. But it was actually, I think it, we enjoyed it. Um, we just got exhausted. and. I think it would be good fun to listen to. Absolutely. It was some some shenanigans anyway. Um, so swiftly moving along, um, today we are being a bit more serious and, uh, well, we think we are. Uh, and uh, we're going to be looking at some, well, a brand new project. And uh, to help us talk about it, uh, we are joined by Rose who's been on before, and also Lauren, who's becoming a bit of a regular. Uh, so, so hi guys, how are you doing? Hello, thank you for having us again. Good, yeah. You're welcome. And I think, uh, Katie, to kick off, I think we want, we want to sort of talk about the project itself. So what is the exciting thing that we're promoting today? Right, so the, the project that we... we received and many people may remember um, way back in the summer we were part of the globals make some noise campaign and we had fundraising and we had people doing walks and we had people on the radio it was all very exciting and as a result of that we were awarded fifteen thousand pounds by by global um, and we are using that for a project called positive changes which is for carers of all ages and I think at that point, I need to shut up because I am not the expert on this. And we will pass to Rose first, who is responsible for one part of the of the project. So, Rose, how would you sum up the Positive Changes project? The Positive Changes project is very timely and very welcome, uh, particularly after everything that people have gone through. And interestingly, we've got an outcome for it, which I think might just sum things up. And it's that adult carers, because I'm speaking about adult carers, Lauren will cover the young carers aspect. Adult carers will be better able to manage the strain of caring during the pandemic and the effect, the effect this may have had on their health. And of course, their health is everything from emotional health, mental health to physical health. And it's basically a, an opportunity, we hope, to try and help some carers address the impact of some of these things and do something positive as in the name suggests and something a wee bit different or a bit fun that's the premise for it hopefully yep so i mean i've i've seen the the various aspects of the different things that the project's delivering mm -hmm. um and they certainly do look fun and and some of them are things that i would never have uh thought of doing but i can see why they might be uh make a positive change but do you want to talk a bit if we talk first about there's some things that are one-to-one -one, and then there's some things that are events and uh, group activities, aren't there? Mm -hmm. So do you want, mm -hmm. could you tell us a bit about the one-to-one -one stuff? Yes, the one-to-one -one stuff. I, I, and I'm glad you said that, Katie, that these are things that you might not have tried because I did try to find things that are slightly different but appealing. And of course, we've got to predicate everything with the fact we've got to be able to do it on Zoom or by phone. Uh, so that's great. So the one-to-one -one things that we will do, well, we, we will continue to offer one-to-one -one counselling and, and that Carers Link has offered that for quite a long time. So that's still um, an option for people who feel they may want to speak to someone and, and on that basis. We're also offering life coaching, uh, again, on a one-to-one -one basis. 
And that's where we would help people to uh, have a chat, maybe explore some issues, define some goals and help them find a way to reach these goals. Uh, so that's life coaching. We are also doing a well-being review. Now, it's not the well-being review that we used to have when Judith was with us, which was a very successful project. I think it was so successful, too, because it put the focus very much on the carer and gave them an opportunity to think about and evaluate their own health and well-being. So we're, we're going to pile a mini version of that, uh, again, with the focus being on the carer and what impact the caring has had on them during COVID and what their reaction's been to it. And is there anything really that we can suggest to them, anything we can signpost them to, to help them deal with some any issues that they might be having as a result of that? So that's that's the main one-to-one ones. And of course, we're also doing and always will do one-to-one support, whether that's a chat or carer's call or whatever it might be, all the usual one-to-one things will still be there to referrals, whatever that might be. We can do that too. Can I, can I just go back to the counselling? Because I know that's something that a lot of people, the name can can put a lot of people off and a lot of people indeed, say, oh, I don't need counselling. Indeed, that, that's a very good point, Katie. And of course, counselling basically, if you, if you distill it down, I would suggest means the opportunity for you to have a one-to-one chat with someone there's no agenda except your own. Uh, and I think you're right that counselling can perhaps sound as if it's almost a form of treatment to some people when, when that's not really the case. As I say, it's about that one-to-one chat. You Quite often in, in these situations, people have no idea what's going to pop out of their mouth, what they're going to say. But you have the opportunity to say that with someone who's fully trained and professional and the opportunity to do it in a very safe environment you know that what you say is completely safe and how you say it and how you might react to it so yeah I think it's one of these things I suppose if you could change the name but other people it's mainly what people recognize it to be but it's just a perhaps a perception of it and then we've got the events that the activities we've got the activities aha uh-huh, which I'm really quite excited about I have to say now, starting, all of this, of course, is in the What's On or on our website, but starting on Tuesday, we have Drew Yoga classes starting. And we have found a teacher who's currently offering similar classes in Kirkintilloch. And she's going to be doing these classes with us every Tuesday. We're hoping for maybe a 10 week block to give people enough time to build up some skills and, and awareness of it. Uh, so the Drew Yoga is going to consist mainly of standing postures and seated postures because not everyone is able to, may, may have a mat or may be able to get up and down to a mat. So it'll be very gentle, very informal and very relaxed. Uh, I think the emphasis will be on relaxation as well as these physical movements to try and uh, improve as I say, their balance and back care because let's face it most of us have had some issues recently with these two things in particular so that's an hour long class starts on Tuesday the 22nd it's between half past two and half past three very informal don't need any previous experience uh, just need to wear comfortable loose clothing and have a bottle of water and a straight back chair and be open-minded to it 
Yeah, so if anyone wants to, to join that, obviously they can get in touch with us. They'd be most welcome. And then the other events that we've organised, and these will take place in October, we've organised two face yoga workshops. Now, I had never heard of face yoga before. And it was one of my Pilates teachers who had attended a class and she was raving about it. She says it was such fun and so interesting. So I managed to track down a lady in Edinburgh who runs face yoga workshop. Um, so face yoga, and it's basically, um, it's about keeping you, the muscles in your face strong and doing some exercises. And some people say, I don't know what age you have to be for this to apply though, that it could almost be a mini facelift. I can't make any promises whatsoever about that, but it is about exercising these muscles that perhaps we're not even aware of. And also there's a, an element of face massage in it too. And the key thing is it's good. It's apparently really fun. So it's fun, relaxation. You'll learn some techniques such as the face massage. And I think it should be good fun. There are two workshops organised in October, the 15th and 22nd. And again, if, if anyone's interested, they want more information to get in touch with me or sign up online. A quick, quick question there, um, mm -hmm. Rose. What do you say to people who... Uh, maybe reticent about things like yoga um, and, and maybe don't think it's not for them what would you, how, how would you encourage them I would encourage them by saying how do you know it's not for you it's like anything isn't it if, if you don't give it a little try then you will never know but of course the beauty of doing it on zoom is that you can participate or you can observe or you can join in and not have your video on. So you've got all sorts of options. In many ways, I think that's that's the beauty of Zoom, isn't it? You're doing it in the privacy and comfort of your own home. And also, if you don't want to be seen, you don't have to be seen. Uh, and if you maybe slip or whatever it might be, then no one's going to know. Uh, and, and I think the, the key thing, particularly the face yoga, is that it's really designed to be fun. So I think you have to be prepared as in the other yoga, to come along with an open mind. And if you're interested at all, give it a try. If it's not for you, you've tried it. I think I'd like to be a fly in the wall for that one anyway. I think it'll be fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that we're, we're proposing to run is a, a course on emotional, emotional freedom therapy, um, which is basically summarised the psychological acupressure where you work on releasing, I'm reading this, of course, re releasing blockages within the energy system, which are the source of emotional intensity and discomfort. Now, that sounds like a lot of um, gobbledygook, really. But what it consists of, and I have tried this in the interest of research, I, I gave it a go when I, before I uh, booked it, not with this lady, but uh, I did try it. And it's interesting. Some people swear by it. Other people, again, John might think, well, it's not really for me. What have you got to lose? It basically involves tapping, just tapping with your fingers on several points around your head and chest um, and perhaps saying an affirmation. But it's quite powerful and certainly worth a go. So we've got some sign-ups for that so far and I'm hoping to run that in October. And interestingly, the lady that does it is also a carer and she, uh, when it turns out, she lives in Mogai too. 
which I had no, I had no, didn't know that before I started. I did the research and contacts, and then then all of this came out. So I thought in some way that was almost meant. You know, that's really interesting, Rose, because just last weekend I found an app which was about tapping, uh-huh. and it's exactly that. It's about tapping different bits of you to, and I, I hadn't re- related it in any way to emotional release, but uh-huh. but so if anyone wants to try it out, I can't remember what it's called, but if they want to try it beforehand, yeah. there is you know look in, the, in an app store and see if you can find tapping. Yeah, and apparently the beauty of that is it, it teaches us you this technique that you can use whenever you want but also apparently that there's a way you can tap your hands so that even if you were in a stressful situation with other people you can be doing this under the table or whatever and no one would know so it's just another technique all of these things are designed to let people try something different but it's got a, an element of stress relief about it or some techniques that you can use and all about trying to just make you feel better for even at the time and perhaps being able to to continue that afterwards but if anyone wants any information on any of this I'd be more than happy to chat about it and what did you think when you tried the app Katie? It did feel a bit strange to start off with I will admit uh-huh. but and, I, and I've not done it as much as I probably should have done but it felt it did feel it's, it's like it's like massage in a sense in that uh-huh. you know muscles get tight and if you can tap them then then they can uh-huh. loosen up a bit yeah yeah. Uh-huh. I'd like to just come in. Lauren, uh, have you tried any of this tapping or yoga or anything like that? Yoga, I've recently started um, on Zoom and it's helped a lot. Um, the tapping thing sounds interesting because I usually wear rings, which I spin in certain situations. So it'd be interesting to learn about tapping. And I know a lot of people either play with earrings when they're talking or spin rings. So I think the tapping would be really good to like participate and learn a new method of sort of relaxing when you're in meetings and stuff like that or you're in sort of situations where you're uncomfortable and you don't need to sort of because everyone taps their legs and things like that so it'd be good sort of something more yeah. discreet that's a great comparison actually Lauren mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's lots of these sort of related techniques isn't there so you've uh-huh. got, you've got yeah. tapping you've got uh, shiatsu which just means finger pressure uh-huh. uh, which is a Japanese one uses the same kind of system um, and um, and actually the the that uh, the, the science is there to, show, to, to actually show that these therapies mm-hmm. do actually affect the brain and, and they affect the centres and deactivate someone similar to mindfulness. It's all kind of, they're all interlinked and connected. And uh, I know some people say that it might be uh, the placebo effect, but the way I see it is if it works, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter what you call it, does it? Yeah, if you get Absolutely. the results without a doubt. I, I know from the mindfulness show and the people I speak to that the people that believe in it really get something from it. So it's trying to expand that, isn't it? But it's very much related. Absolutely, and I, and I think that's we're all we're all sort of different links in in a in a sort of an overall package, isn't it? It's yes, working together to to achieve the same thing. And Definitely, that, and I yep. think with the well, as you said right at the very uh, the top of the, the podcast, it's something that's so needed at the moment when um, there there are few services available, and and uh-huh. also I know from the, listening to even amongst the staff talking about the situation, having something to offer uh, makes a big difference, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, John, we should we should actually quickly just mention that if anyone is ent- interested in mindfulness, seeing as you brought it up, <laughs> that we do have weekly online mindfulness sessions on, on Thursday mornings. And again, if anyone wants to, to join in with those, then get in touch with us or look on the website and we can get you signed up. 
thank you for that blog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, Rose. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll put the contact information in the, the show notes and uh, and if you've got anything else you want to put in there, just, just pass it on to us. That'd be fantastic. So Okay, thank okay. you. And, and I think what we'll do is we'll shift focus. We've, we've talked about adult and uh, older carers. And uh, so the other half of the project is uh, young carers. So Lauren, tell us a wee bit about your role within the, the Positive Changes project. So part of the funding was obviously dedicated to cover young carer support as well. And we have created a programme, it's called the Positive Changes Programme. And it will be delivered to young carers to promote their mental health and social and emotional wellbeing. So we'll focus on working with young carers on a one-to-one basis. Some of the stuff, we already work one-to-one with young carers, but this will just give those who need it a bit more of a focus. And it's to provide a positive foundation for young carers, so which they can build on. So we're just giving them a tool that they can build their emotional resilience, sort of social side of stuff, anything that they, a lot of young carers come to us with a lot of worries. And it's not that they're at sort of counselling level, it's sometimes just speaking to another adult and us giving them the tools to sort of use them and break down the worries themselves, just building up that emotional resilience, basically. It's not a counselling tool, so it is very low-level support. And I think it's important that if there is any young carers out there or any parent carers of who have young carers who think their child might be at counselling level, speak to us because we can access counselling. We do have funding there um, that we can use to support young carers. Um, ideally, the programme would have ran in school. So we do a lot of our one-to-ones in school. We meet with the kids. They get time away. The schools are really good that way. They can give young carers sort of a space and time out of class to speak with us. But because of the restrictions, there's no sort of plan to be in schools. I'm possibly predicting this side of the year. They've got their own things to deal with. And obviously things are changing quite a lot of the time. So it's, I don't imagine we'll be back in. So we would be the same as the adults. We would really hope that they can manage to get online or on telephone to receive this support. But if they can't, and we understand there is a lot of young kids and carers out there who don't want to go online, they still have that nervous feeling about speaking because it is can feel a bit artificial sometimes. We can provide parents with the tools to have the conversation with their young carers. Sometimes that might work out better because they've got a good relationship. Um, so we had that. That's what we are doing on the young carer side of stuff. We've got our own program now that we will use. Um, it's just a universal program that we will sort of tap into. We're doing the same thing, um, and it gives the kids something to walk away with. They'll have their own booklet of all the work that they've completed um, as a reference to whenever they're feeling down or anything like that. That they can go back to this book and revisit the tasks that we've done in order to sort of feel better again. That's great. Lauren, a question. Um, you talked about the one-to-one support and that sort of thing. What other media formats are you going to use to try and support young people's uh, welfare? So we're, we are in like a sort of big sort of development with young carers of moving forward because we're having to sort of, I think young carers are slowly starting to creep back online because they're realising that there isn't a, sort of an end to this almost. So they're finding that if they're really needing support, they are accessing, accessing our support online now. So we're still running our groups um, online if kids are wanting to, you know, sometimes they don't want to speak to just an adult, they might get involved in, you know, if there's other young carers in the group. So we can reach out to them that way. 
we do still have our social media platforms that they can access. Um, obviously, juniors, not necessarily because the age restriction on certain social media apps, but their parents can speak on their behalf if they want. We do have our website that does have the live chat um, and we're hoping the part of the, fu the funding we are putting towards an app, a, a large chunk of it's been ring fenced by the Positive Changes app. And we're hoping this is just another way for those who aren't involved online, they can access support through the app themselves, basically. The, the app's not just for the young no. carers, is it, Lauren? It's looking, it's for, the, for all ages. Yeah. So what kind of things would the app do that that maybe they wouldn't be able to do otherwise? Yeah. So I think a lot of kids are comfortable with going on to apps and using them. Some of them are better at it than what we are navigating around an app. And we hope that the app will provide basically that one-to-one -one support that they need without us. So it will give them the chance to log on. They can... We're aiming to have some sort of monitor for the young carers. We're aiming to have some sort of monitor that they can either journal, they can do, you know, a wellbeing web. A lot of the kids know what wellbeing webs are because they're so so widely used in schools, so they're they're comfortable with using them. And it's just going to be a check in for themselves. We can obviously monitor it, but there'll be information that they can access on the app. Um, you know, links to YouTube videos or wellbeing workshops. Um, different modules that they can focus on because we've had a look at some apps that are out there and we're hoping to sort of do what they do but target young carers specifically at the young carer side of the stuff like that so the app is just another way to access young carers who like I say aren't comfortable with online stuff they'll hopefully be able to find something on that app that will answer what their needs are. And it's also worth saying that at this point that if you're not sure what an app is or how to use apps, um, then we've got a service that, that can help support you to, to work that out. Um, and um, so um, basically under the switched on project, so we can, especially for the older carers uh, who, who who wonder what, you know, what is an app using smartphones and tablets and things um, so that you can, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So so it's very much underpinning what we're doing uh, to provide support to get in that even we can even provide equipment um, in terms of getting onto the internet, but please let us know if that's an issue. Um, so, we'd going back to the going back to the app, is uh, what, what's the sort of the development time? How long do you think it will take before the app? Well, we've got a, so we're at the very early stages um, of speaking with developers. So, right now, it's just sort of what our ideas are, what we want, how it's going to function, and then hopefully we'll be able to get a timeline. But we do have to have the app ready for the end of the year, basically. So, depending on how quick we work with app developers and how they how quickly they work. We're hoping towards the end of the year that we'll have an app that's ready to go for both adult and so it'll be the one app that will be for access for adult um, carers and young carers. I think the advantage actually of talking about the app now while it's still in development is that if there's anyone out there who has any thoughts as to what they would want to see in an app, yeah. you know, please get in touch and let us know because we've still got the opportunity to to have a think and see if we can include it. Yeah, that's a great idea, Katie. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're, we're coming towards the end of uh, this podcast. And I suppose I'm just reflecting on this in the beginning of a project. And um, and especially, as, you know, I think it's a short-term uh, project to get things going. What, what are maybe some of the biggest challenges going into this? 
probably trying to be unique and in the sense of there's no point in reinventing the wheel almost if you know what I mean if there's apps out there but the point is of this app we want to make it specific to Eastern Bartonshire so you'll find local information on it local services it will be um, personalized to who you are as the, the carer so that possibly was the biggest challenge at the beginning trying to find out how we can create something that's going to be independent from all the apps that are out there and function already. And for you, Rose, in terms of adult carers? Adult carers, I think probably one of the the, the obstacles that we're finding is, is actually getting the word out there to, to our carers. Uh, we haven't been posting out what's on, although we're going to address that in October, which is great. Um, so we, we have a, a more limited audience, if you like, and not everyone visits the website. So it's, it's trying to get the information out there. So this podcast should help, I hope, about the project and the things, the events that we were planning and the fact that we're open if there are other ideas that carers would like to have, or, then we're absolutely open to that. We want this to work for carers. We want it to just give them a bit of a treat um, after everything they've been through. So that that's the main aim, is about broadcasting it, highlighting it and making it what people want it to be and there's a long-term benefit that's great thanks lauren and uh thanks very much rose for popping in and uh and i hope you get a good good return from from the podcast and uh, uh we'll probably get you back afterwards and see how, how <laughs> things go on okay. so anyway thanks very much thank you thank you so much so we're um as i said we're coming to the end of this podcast katie what have we got planned for next week well, when we started this podcast back in, actually, it was last year, the, th- the first podcast, um, our aim was to, it was called the What's On podcast, and the aim was to let people know what's on. Um, since that, it grew arms and legs, I think, over the last six months, I think, <laughs> moved from a, a monthly one to a weekly one. Um, but we're going to go back to the original theme because as Rose said the 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 what's on is coming out in October and that will cover from October to December so we're going to invite Heather in who puts what's on together and we'll hopefully let people know all the different events that are going on that's great Katie and uh, so we're looking forward to that and uh, Heather's always a good guest Uh, lots of information for us and uh, if you've got any uh, questions or any ideas for podcasts again then uh, please let us know. We're always looking for, for things and issues. If you've got a particular strong issue uh, and uh, that you want us to discuss, then please let us know um, and maybe gives us an opportunity to, 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 to see if we can invite somebody on who can maybe answer some of those questions. So we want to, to make this work for, for, for you carers and, and, and to, 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 to get your voice heard. So that's it. Um, Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Lauren and Rose. And uh, until next time, goodbye.